Hey, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. This is episode seven. And I'm so glad that you keep downloading and sharing our podcast. The response has been so great. So again, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for uh, uh, putting your rating on here and giving us reviews. It really helps me so much. If you don't already as well, follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can look for my name. It's spelled S-T-E-P-H-A-N-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. I love engaging people who listen to the podcast and not only do I love engaging you uh, if you love the podcast, I love engaging you if you don't. I'd love to hear what you think could be better and what you need out of the podcast. So be sure to leave a review on iTunes for that. So last Sunday, uh, I want to get right into this. We finished our Ready for More series, uh, and we talked about our purpose for more. We addressed at Revive Church our fifth core value, which is we will make church the best place ever. That's our fifth core value, our final core value. We will make church the best place ever. We really love our church, and we believe that when people come in, they should have the best time. I said Sunday in the message that um, I love when I hear about kids who are throwing fits because they don't want to leave church, and I know that's wrong, and I know that's bad, and I'm sure I'll reap that uh, that seed one day, that harvest one day, but uh, I love that because it shows that our kids' ministry is engaging our students, engaging our children, and they love being here. They're having fun. They're learning things, so that's important to us. But you know what? I'm ready to see some adults who are kicking and screaming because they don't want to leave church because they love being here so much. And so we want to put our best foot forward and we want to engage people. We want to love people and we want to create an environment where everyone feels like I am home. This is my place. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so we have that core value that church is supposed to be the best place ever. And in the message, we gave three points, three ways that we, as a part of Revive Church, can make church the best place ever. And these three are applicable to you as well. If you're at another church, if you're listening, and you have a home church, then these are, are, are applicable to you. Use these in your ministry as well. We said the three things are we have to identify and use our spiritual gifts. We have to work together and we have to remember that love has absolutely everything to do with it. So let's get into some real talk. Let's talk about identifying and using our spiritual gifts. Can I just be honest with you? Most people, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't even know that we have spiritual gifts. We don't know what those are. We don't know what we're supposed to use them for. Uh, we've misidentified them. Maybe some of us, if you're like me, you think you have a gift, and in reality, you don't. First uh, Corinthians 12 teaches us the Holy Spirit gives us gifts to use as he wills. He distributes them. God distributes them to us as he sees need for it. And so the timing is up to him. But what I've seen also is I've seen a lot of people who they operate in, it's kind of a churchy term, they operate or they use a specific set of spiritual gifts throughout their lifetime. It's something that God gifts to them, gives to them, so that they can use it for his benefit. 
So let's talk about how can we identify our spiritual gifts. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to work through you. God wants to use you. You have purpose to love people. You have purpose to tell people about Jesus. And he gives us gifts to help us with that purpose. And as you're using your gifts, sometimes it's hard to identify them. So how do we do that? Well, I like to say this to people. Don't try to self-identify. Don't try to self-assess what your spiritual gifts are. And understand that some things that you think are gifts are not gifts. Uh, I was just having a conversation with our worship leader who was telling me that he had uh, talked to somebody recently and they were just going on and on about how they have, they have the gift of singing and, and they, they sing and they sang in a choir one year or when they were in high school and they sang at their last church and whatever. You know, that's not a spiritual gift. Um, that's a talent and hopefully they are good at it, but uh, never try to self-assess because here's the one thing I've learned. When we were a smaller church and I was in charge of the worship, uh, we would have people who would say, yeah, I can sing really, really well, and then we'd, we'd give them an opportunity to try out, and they sucked. They were horrible, and it's hard to have that conversation with somebody because they really think that they're so good, and then you get them on a mic, and they suck, and you're like, dude, you are trying out for the wrong thing. Don't self-assess because most times you're going to come up short and you're going to be very disappointed. So how do we identify them? Well, a great way is allow a spiritually mature friend or leader in your life to speak over you or to show you your gifts. There are people around you who are spiritually mature, who are in tune more with your gifts than you are, and they see things in you. I had normal people, normal people, not super mystical people who think they can tell the future and can prophesy all the time. No, normal people in my church growing up that would that would tell me, man, I was praying for you, and I see this in you that one day you're going to be the pastor of a church. Now, I didn't believe that. I didn't think anything close to that. I didn't want that, in fact, but they were spiritually mature. They saw something in me that I couldn't even see in myself. If you had asked me back then what my gift was, I would say eating. I don't know what else to tell you, but I knew I wasn't going to be a pastor, but they saw something in me. So allow a spiritually mature friend or a leader in your life to show you or to speak into you what your gifts are. Let, let them identify it for you and help you find it. Another great way is to take a spiritual gifts assessment test. We actually offer one uh, through giftstest.com. If you go to revive.giftstest, G-I-F-T-S, gifts, plural, test, T-E-S-T dot com, then you can take a gift. They'll ask you some questions, and they'll kind of help you identify what your major gifts are right now in your season of life. And these tests are helpful, but I'm going to be real with you. If you don't answer these questions honestly, it doesn't work. So, you know, it, there's one of those questions on there. Um, I, I love taking this test for the first time because it was like, uh, do you find yourself praying for, uh, what is it, like praying for salvation for people overseas every day? And like, I felt so bad taking that test. I'm like, nope, don't do that. Uh, do you find yourself helping people or counseling people constantly? And I'm like, nope, don't do that. I felt like a worse Christian. But I promise you, if you answer honestly, it does help you a lot. And the second thing that we talked about after identifying and using our spiritual gifts is working together. Let me tell you, this is one of my weaknesses. I am the guy who likes to do everything by himself. In college, I hated group projects. And as an adult, I just want to do things myself. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. But what I've learned is that working with other people, especially in a ministry setting in the church or just in life in general, is less about how we work with people as a team. And it's more about investing in others. 
Because when I do it by myself, they don't get any benefit out of it. But if I allow them to use their gifts or to make mistakes or to question things and try things that are different, then it helps them mature spiritually. And in the church, you're going to have people who want to work together with you using their gifts with yours. And when we work together, like the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another, they're going to realize their gifts or their lack of a gift. They're going to, it's going to help them identify their gift. It's going to help them strengthen and have more confidence in their gift and what God is using them for right now. Like if you buy a new smartphone, you might just see the outside. We see that we can use a touch screen. We see that we can uh, get online anytime. We can message all of our friends. But if you opened up that smartphone, which I don't advise doing, you're going to see that there are a million little pieces working together to give you a device that is absolutely necessary to function in the 21st century. And in the same way, the gifts that God gives us individually have to work together so that we can function as the body of Christ, function as the church, and help people. The third thing we talked about after identifying and using our spiritual gifts after working together is that we have to remember that love has absolutely everything to do with it. If we don't remember that love has absolutely everything to do with it, then, man, we will fail. These gifts that God gives us are not about us. They're about loving God and loving people. And let me encourage you with this. Love is the reason why your excuses don't come up to par. Love is the reason why your excuses will always fail. Because you have a purpose to love people. You have a purpose to love. We said it this way on Sunday. You have the purpose to love people out of hell and love people into heaven. And so... If you say, man, love is my driving force, then every excuse, the excuse of how you're not confident enough, the excuse of how you're afraid, the excuse of how you don't want to make mistakes, man, it doesn't matter because you are following love. You know that you love God and you want to honor him. You love the gifts that he's given you. And most importantly, you love people and you don't want to see them die and go to hell. You want to see God's best in their life. Love cancels out every single excuse. When we are working together, using the gifts that God has given us, and when we're driven by love, there's no stopping us. And I believe that these three key components are what are going to help us in 2017 continue to make Revive Church the best place ever. Man, I hope that encouraged you. I hope you get something out of that. I hope you take it to heart this week because let me tell you, the gifts that we God gives us to use are not just about being used in the church on Sunday. It's through the week. So let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you, use your gifts, make mistakes, try and then try again. Take a gifts, a spiritual gifts test at revive.giftstest.com. Ask a spiritual leader to pray over you or to pray with you to help you identify and use your gifts. Well, next Sunday, we're going to start a brand new series. We just ended our Ready for More series. We're going to start a brand new series. I'm calling He Said, She Said. And we're going to talk about relationships. And yeah, I know there's people out there. You're like, I'm not even in a relationship. I don't need to hear this. Well, let me tell you something. While the terminology that I'm going to use and the focus that I'm going to be on, it, it does pertain to dating and marriage relationships, the practical application will help anyone who is in a relationship. And like I just said, you're thinking, well, I'm not in a relationship. Yes, you are. A relationship doesn't just mean you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. You are in a relationship with your manager at work. 
If you're the manager, you're in a relationship with your employees. You're in a relationship with your coworkers, with your neighbor, with the Starbucks barista that you see every other day, with the gas station attendant who sells you your bubble yum. You are in a relationship with some people and the practical things we're gonna learn together from the Bible about how to communicate and how to have better relationships will help you. Not just now, but it'll prepare you for that romantic relationship that you may or may not have later. I say may or may not because you may not because you don't wanna listen to anybody else and so you'll never have one, but that's okay. That's beyond the point. Well, we'll be back next Wednesday with another in-depth look of our weekend message and I can't wait to talk with you about it. But until then, remember, go find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to share this podcast online on social media. Get others to subscribe. It'll encourage them as well. Rate and review the podcast as well. Let us know what you want to hear and how it has helped you or what we could help you with more, because that's our goal here is to help people be encouraged every week. Thank you again for listening. And remember, when it comes to Jesus in our lives, we should never be afraid of some real talk.